0: We're on page 41, starting a new mimer of Avinam al The help of heaven parses Vayishlach, the year 5701. And this mimer is the last of the Hemshech, which started on page 20, of Vyachil the Yavul which is basically a whole Hemshech explaining the blessings of the Shema. It started with Vyachil then it went to Many explaining different levels of Rachmim. And then the last one, which we just learned, was late and they called the Void. And now we come to the last memory of that Ham Our father, our king, for the sake of your great name. And for the sake of our forefathers who trusted in you. when They trusted in you when they went into the desert with nothing to eat and with nothing to rely on and you taught them statutes, laws that bring life laws of life in order to do your will with a complete heart with a full heart so our father our king because of your great name and because of our forefathers who trusted in you and you, and you taught them these laws that give eternal life in order to fulfill them with a complete heart please also have mercy on us and teach us the, these special laws the laws of your Torah and they give us real true life so for the sake of your great name and for the sake of our forefathers who trust in you please the same way you taught them these life giving laws which give a person true life an eternal life connecting to the Hashem's energy and Hashem's essence when you do these mitzvahs you get connected to that true life so too please Hashem have mercy on us and teach us This request of mercy, this supplication, which we ask from Hashem, only it comes after we know and we comprehend that Hashem's love for us, for the Jewish souls, is an Ava like we say at the beginning of this blessing, an eternal love, which is, we explained before, which is an eternal and everlasting love being that. Why is it everlasting? Because it is an essential love. Stemming from the very essence of Hashem to the very essence of the Jewish soul, therefore, it's something which is eternal, nothing can get in the way of that. A love which is a more ex- coming from a more external layer of our relationship to Hashem, an external layer of layer of godliness, it's dependent upon the way that we act that that connection, like we've explained, explaining the love the of Sheva uh, Shanim, Esher Shanim, Meyashana. Hashem's love is is eternal not dependent on any years, meaning it's a love which is not dependent on anything. It's just in the fact that we have a essential part of Hashem within us, just like the father, the the, the, ch- the child has an essence of his parents within them. Within the child, therefore, there is a, a natural, essential a love, which is not based on any reason. So too, we have this essential connection with Hashem because we have the essence of Hashem within us. So after we understand that Hashem loves us with this essential, uh, eternal Love, which is essential, because it's essential, therefore it's eternal. That's when we request from this this supplication from Hashem, please Hashem. Just like you taught these life giving laws to our forefathers, teach them to us too. Have mercy upon us and, and teach them to us. So, Peter Shava Atme, So, let's explain a little bit more with this idea of this ava, this, this essential love which Hashem has for us. Peter Ava Atme is explanation of this essential love. Ava, ava sa etzim la etzim. It's a love of the one essence to the to another essence. What does that mean? Meaning Hashem's love. To apart from his very essence. Hashem is loving the Jewish soul, the godly soul, which is a very part of his, of his essence. It's a chalik of the Kami Maal. Like the Neshama is, the, the godly soul is a literal chalik of the Kami a literal piece of Hashem from above. Like the altar of Eden, like the altar of says in Tanya, that the, this is a chalik of the Ka in Tanya, a chalik of the Kami Mamish, a literal piece of God from above. Um, so therefore, being that we have a literal piece of Hashem's very essence within us the divine spark from Hashem's essence within our godly soul therefore it's a Hashem has an essential love for us because we, ha- we have a piece of Him so to say inside of us not so to say literally so therefore it's an avas that essence of Hashem has a deep connection to our essence because our essence is from Hashem's essence like the author says in Tanya, this is a direct quote from Peric Bayes Tanya, just like the son is drawn down from the, the the brain of the father, because the the um, drop with which the father brings into existence creates, so to say, this uh, the son, the drop of semen. So that drop derives originally from the father's brain, and therefore the, the brain is Deeply rooted, deeply connected to the essence of the Father. So, therefore, since the Son directly comes from the deep essence, the intellectual power of the Father, therefore, he has this natural, essential love for the Son, because he has a piece of his essence within the Son. So too, so to say, as we can, as if we can use this as an example to understand our relationship with Hashem. So too, every single Jewish soul, is drawn down from Hashem's thought and from Hashem's wisdom just like every son is drawn down from the brain of the father so too every single Jewish soul comes from like it says you Yisrael um, the Jewish souls arose in Hashem's thought that mean in a deeper sense the source of our soul comes from Hashem's very thought from Hashem's very um, his intellect The and from it, when we're talking about Hashem's wisdom it's on a whole different plane than human wisdom is so like it says in the Tukone that Hashem's wisdom this is talking about wisdom and not a known wisdom that's the end of the quote from the Tanya but then it says when it, the known wisdom that's referring to wisdom how it is in the created worlds of Riyad it's a wisdom which we can have somewhat of a knowledge of because it's within the realm of creation already and therefore we can have a comprehension of what that is whereas whereas the, what the Tikkun says a wisdom which is not a known wisdom that's referring to of the world of Attilus, which is a just a revelation from Hashem not a new creation therefore we have no conception of what that wisdom is And that is where the divine soul is drawn from from the very wisdom of hashem just like the the sun is drawn down from the drop which originates in the brain of the father so seemingly according to that quote are we coming directly from hashem's essence no we're just coming from the Hashem's wisdom which is just a level within the world of etzillas which even though etzillas is just a revelation of that which is already concealed it's not a new existence but still it has somewhat of a definition, a tzir. Therefore, it cannot be saying, if we're saying that we derive from Hashem's it's not a direct connection to all the way to Hashem's very core essence. So that's what it seems like to imply from this tanya. But we're saying here that it's an therefore the truth is all this we're talking about that's only talking about the how the Shema is drawn down meaning how it now comes down from an even higher source and it's basically transforming into an entity which can eventually be enclothed into a physical body. So this process is only after the neshama the comes down to a lower plane of existence, the level of and Vatzilas, and then eventually now can relate to the physical body and encloved in, in the Jew, the Jewish body. shorsha M'amish. If you look in the quote, so the, 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 the original root, the source of the Jewish soul derives originally from Hashem's very essence, not from just Hashem's wisdom. Like the, the quote says from Tanya, the Ben so to every single Jewish soul, it's drawn down from, but not that it's Sharsha, that its original source is from there. Its original source is all the way in Hashem's very essence. It's just that when it goes down from that original source, it has to go through a certain process to be able to come down and to ter- take on a certain seer, at least in the the outer layers of the soul, the soul has to take on a certain seer, and that. Seer, which the soul takes on, is from its descent f- through the chain of worlds, original from Chachma Vatilis. And the main Mahus of the Neshama is Chachma Vatilis, is this uh, wisdom of the world of Vatilis, like explained the other places, the mile of Chachma, the bitl, the lack of a feeling of existence within Chachma. But the true source of the original source of the Neshama is all the way from Hashem's um, very essence, not from this d- defined, so to say, limited level of Chachma. So therefore, this is a truly essential love that Hashem has for the Jewish souls. A love from one essence, Hashem's very essence, to the essence of the, of the Jew, whose essence derives directly from the essence of Hashem. And now a love is just a Siba, a cause. And any cause has to obligate that there will be an effect, an outcome of that cause. So the Ava is the cause. And what's the Masubav? What's the outcome of the cause? Meaning "Ava is just a feeling that I have for someone or for something. But what's the result of that feeling that I have? A Masubav. And also, any another rule is any when a cause and effect relationship, the effect is always the cause, is always sim, similar to, in the same way, of the, of the cause. Because that is the cause for this effect. The result is coming directly from because of that cause so therefore the cause must be the effect must be similar to the cause <inaudible> being that the, the reason the, the cause is this this eternal love which is truly a essential love deriving from the very essence of hashem to the essence of the soul <inaudible> so like we explained in the previous minor the result of that cause is a higher level not just regular rachman mercy but chemla which implies a deeper Level of mercy, which transcends even above the level of Rachm. So, therefore, being that we're talking about an avas S'ilam, mm-hmm. an Ava an Ava Atm, essential love, which therefore it's eternal, nothing can get in the way of it, therefore, the result of that that Siba, of that love, that feeling, causes, brings to, is going to be a lot higher level of mercy. And that's why it's called Chemla, not Rachm anymore. Like we explained in the previous Mimer, the Maila, what, what Chemla really is. It's a feeling of rachmim which results from a essential love. And now we're going to explain the maila, the special quality, the superiority that chemla has over rachmim. Rachmim only derives from levels of love that Hashem has to the Jewish souls, which are on more external levels, coming from external levels of divinity, like we explained from the midais or from the moichin or from keser, which is still a defined level, even though it transcends the train of creation but it's still a defined level of rotzing. Whereas here we're talking about not, a, not a, a love which derives directly from Hashem's very essence, which cannot be defined at all. Just from this essential connection, which we have, the essence of our soul has with the essence of Hashem, there derives a love that results in a chemla, um, a Rachman which is called termed chemla. So now what is the maila of chemla has over Rachmim? So first let's explain Rachmim and then we'll understand what chemla and how chemla is so much higher than Rachmim, and a whole other plane. It's known that mercy, the feeling of mercy, of pity that a person has for somebody, always leans more to kindness. Meaning even the Rachmim takes into account both, it has within it, includes within it, Chesed and gvuda. As we know, explaining the Kabbalah and that Chesed Rachmim is the resultant, is expressed in the emotion of, um, comes from the level of the sphere of Tiferis. There's Chesed and Chesed is expressed in ahava, Gvudah, is expressed in Yida and Tiferes, beauty, which is expressed in Rachman, mercy. Which beauty, the, the maila of Tiferes, beauty, why is it beautiful? Because you can't just have beauty from one color. It has to be a, a mixture of different colors. So that's the idea of Rachman. It's a mixture of Chesed and Gvudah, a scholars of Chesed and Gvudah together. But it's noytele Chesed. It leans towards Chesed, even though it has Gvudah within it. It takes into account the the perspective of Gvudah, but in the end, it, it leans to Chesed. So Rachmim is chesed, meaning means the so even though now let's talk about what's the difference between chesed and Rachmim. Rahim seemingly a person has mercy on somebody, therefore he gives he leans towards chesed, and he gives him chesed. So what's the difference between that and chesed and kindness? So even though kindness um, that chesed, that, that the attribute of kindness, it causes chesed it causes a person to want to give over uh, influence of something an influx of, of something of goodness to a person whether it be tzedakah or give over his time or in godliness a give over a revelation of divinity so chesed causes this hashba but nevertheless chesed already has always has a opposite emotive attribute an opposite attribute which is always standing against it going against it trying to prevent the hashbah of chesed but that's, the, that's the attribute of gvuda which gvuda is the whole idea of tzimtzum of miniyas hashba Holding back the Ashba. So Chesed is a idea of Ashba, but what's the difference between Chesed and Rachman? Chesed always has something which can hold it back, which is Gevura, because it's directly opposite of the Chesed. But Mashayin turning the page, which is not the case when we come to the feeling of Rachman mercy. The Geddes law not only does the attribute of Gevura not go against it, not hold it back like it does hold back the attribute of chesed. Gvuda is actually included within the attribute of mercy, the feeling of mercy, this emotion of mercy. So not only does it not go against the hashpa of rahmim but for it's actually within, it's part of the feeling of 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 mercy, of rachmim. And not only does of Rachman, there's mercy have within it, includes within it both chesed and gvuda, kindness and severity, and judgment. But on the more so all the more so it actually it leans towards kindness, towards Hashpah, which is opposite of the feeling of the expression of Gvuda of severity, of holding back. So chesed has always a opposite trait, which is looking to hold it back, which is Gvudah. And they're on the same plane. Therefore you have chesed you have Gvuda which can hold it back. Chesed wants to be Hashpah, Gvudah wants to hold back to Rachmim has within it Gvuda, not, not that it's something against it, For the Gvuda is within, is part of this idea of Rachmim. And not only that, that it's part of Rachmim, but Rachmim in the end always leans towards Chesed. Even though it takes into account, it has an aspect of Gvuda within it, of judgment, therefore it takes into account the matzav of the makabal. It looks at him and says, even though he's not deserving mitzad the perspective of Gvudah, nevertheless, I'm going to be noited to Chesed. Rachmim always leans towards Chesed. So therefore, not only does it include within it this opposite trait of Gvuda, but on the, on, on the contrary, it even always leans towards Chesed, which is opposite of Gvuda. However, even though, even though Rachmim, its superiority over Chesed is that it always leans towards Chesed and Gvuda can't hold it back. Whereas Chesed has the opposite trait of Gevuda always trying to hold it back. So even though Rachim has this over chesed, that it's always, it always leans towards Chesed and always leans towards kindness towards dealing with the subject in a kind way. But nevertheless, Rachim comes through a question and answer type of a type of way. It has to be uh, on the subject to find the good qualities in the subject. Meaning it doesn't just see good. It sees bad. It sees both. and But nevertheless, in the end, it's melamed tz'chus. It says, I'm going I'm to judge him favorably. But rachmim, even though it's always leaning towards chesed, nevertheless, it sees, it's, it has the perspective of, of gvudah within it. It's koil chesed and gvudah. And therefore, it comes, the hashpah of chesed comes about through a way of gvudah also, through a shak of a question and answer. Is the person worthy? Is he not worthy? Okay, maybe he's not worthy of melamed tz'chus. I'm going to judge him favorably and give him the the chesed. This is the way that Rahman works. The mercy works. The Gami Even somebody who's not fitting to be to receive these um giving over of kindness to the person, even the person is not fitting to act with in a kind way, but from the perspective of the claiming of of the attribute of, of Gvuda. Gvuda sees this person no He's not he's not worthy. He did this, he did this wrong, he did that wrong. Why is he worthy of receiving my, my kindness? Even though the person is not worthy from the perspective of Gura, nevertheless, we still have to act mercifully to him and to give him over and to act with him in a kind way, to interact with him in a kind way. So that's that's how that's how Rachman works. It takes into it has Gura within it, and therefore it takes into the perspective of Gura into account. It looks, it realizes the person is not worthy, but and act with him in a kind way. So we see that anything that comes from um, any influx of influence that comes from the attribute of Rachman mercy comes about through a way of question and answer. He is fitting, he's not, I'm not sure. But in the end, I'm going to Muhammad's have and favor him. But in the end, there, there does come ashpa, it's noit to the chesed in the end. From the perspective, if it's just chesed, now we're comparing chesed back to Rachman, if it's just chesed, kindness, so being that there's always Gevuda which stands opposite of it, so it's possible that because of this opposite, um, the opposite attribute, emotion of Gevuda, that it could be that this Chesed will never come to fruition. It will never come to actuality because the Gevuda will, will hold it back. The judgment saying, I want to give kindness to this person, but there's also, there's al- there's also this attribute of this feeling of Gevuda within me, this judgmental aspect inside of me that might hold it back in the end but the feeling of mercy always leans towards chesed in the end it will always be translated into actual kindness but the way that it eventually comes into expression to this kind action is going to be through a Shaqavatar, through a question and answer and in the end, is is he worthy? Is he not worthy? Because I still take into account. I'm judging him at the same time. But in the end, I mean, because it's always, is always It's always going to lean towards kindness. So I'm going to look at him, judge him favorably. So that's the difference between chesed and rachmi. But now, what's the superior quality, the superiority of over rachmi? When we're talking about a which is, which comes about through chemla, which is meaning the chemla is specifically the feeling of rachm, which is produced from the ava Atzmis, the essential love, the essential connection we have with the Hashem, it doesn't come about through the same way the regular rachm, which comes through the question and answer and a limitzkos in the end, I'm going to judge him favorably. Rather, the way that works is this and this is how it has to be. It comes through, I'm going to have mercy on them because this is the truth without any question and answer, without any thought process. Rather, they came beforehand. Just this is how it has to be. I'm going to have mercy on them because I have an essential, deep connection, which can't be affected at all and i i I, i'm attracted essentially naturally to this person because or to this entity because my essence is within them so there's no question and answer it's just in a simple a sincere way a simple way meaning uncomplicated without any uh shock of attire without any question and answer it's just this is the way it has to be without any it can't be it's impossible to be any other way because we have a essential connection, therefore there's nothing that can stand in the way of that. Being that every single Jewish soul is loved by Hashem with the eternal love, which is really an essential love. Because it's essential, therefore it's eternal. And a doila, and the result of that is this this great mercy, which is a result of this essential love, Lochin on therefore, like we said, this is the continuation from the fact that we know that Hashem has this essential connection with us, and therefore He loves us, an essential love, and therefore He has a chemla on us, meaning the standish derech Pshitas, He gives us the chesed because we have that essential connection without any question or answer. Therefore, we supplicate and we ask for Hashem's mercy, we request, just for the sake of your great name, Hashem, and for the sake of our forefathers who trusted in you, and you taught them this life giving laws. And therefore, also, we are going to request from you, supplicate to you that please have mercy on us and teach us to the Torah and your life giving laws. Being that you love us with an essential love. And that love, nothing can get in the way of it. It's Azoyan Destandish, it's EF Shalyas, B'Eifanacher, B'Derek Shitus. You have a Rachmim, which there's no Shakilatariya. Therefore, please, Hashem, because of this essential love that you have us, and for your, for the sake of your great name, just like you are, for the sake of our forefathers who trusted, in you also teach us the same way you taught them. Express that essential connection that you have with us, and teach us. Have mercy on us, and teach us the Torah. So now, what that we've established, what that means, why this request specifically comes after we know this idea, this essential connection that we have with Shem, which produces the chemla, which is basically, which is in a way of Kachi amida. This is hazoy darf design. So now we have to some questions on this. What is the deeper meaning, the, the content of this request, of asking Hashem, have mercy on us and teach us? What's the connection here? The juxtaposition between khanina of, supplic- of uh, mercy, of chen, of favor, and limud, and learning. seemingly these are two opposite modes, two opposite ideas. What's the difference? Limud. Now this, we're going to go and explain here limud first, and then we'll explain how Chain, how how favor, how mercy is opposite of of limud. So the whole idea of limud is It comes through toil, through working, through exertion, exerting yourself, a real working, and to the extent which you're just exerting yourself. It says about the arizal when he was learning that he was to the extent he was sweating; the sweat was dripping through his his, his hat. So, any type of learning has to come through a yegiyeh a real toil so we see clearly anything which you're trying to understand which is in the realm of intellect anything that's in the realm of intellect which you're trying to truly understand it and to truly comprehend it has to come through toil and the more that a person will exert his intellect more the more that he will understand it and comprehend this idea this intellectual logic which is trying to comprehend this comes to the actual idea of Yagiyah, of toil the more that you toil it, you exert yourself, the more that you understand something anything intellectual comes through truly true yegia. therefore anyone who gets himself used to toiling in learning toiling in intellectual um, comprehension and to exert himself in his intellect more he'll come to higher and higher levels of comprehension of understanding, he'll be able to understand even more and more abstract deeper ideas, the more that he gets himself used to this concept of toiling in learning, of toiling and understanding in intellectual um, in the intellectual pursuit even more than somebody who was born with natural just intellectual qualities He's born with a good, a good, a good cup, a good seichel. A person that gets himself used to and exerts and gets himself used to this idea of yigiyah will come to higher levels of avon Saga more than somebody who was born with a good with a good head. Even though somebody who does have a good head naturally, he who he'll grasp every intellectual idea at first glance. It won't take him many times until he understands it. He was born with a good head, therefore automatically he will understand things but and he 'll know it clearly automatically he doesn 't need to have this toil this exertion hard enough them he doesn't need, it hard, hard he doesn't need it at all to work on understanding these ideas he was born with a good quality a good quality head but the truth is that his great knowledge which he has naturally is really nothing it's really very minuscule very minor very small compared to how much he would know if he would exert himself and toil in his understanding toil his brain understanding things as we see clearly somebody who is born with a good good head and understands things automatically at the first the first time and he gets them clearly but when you compare that person to somebody who worked his whole life who doesn't have a good head and worked his whole life exerting himself intellectually to try to understand this Gemara, you know, the logic of the Gemara, that person will get things a lot deeper than the person who was born with a natural good head. If he never practiced Yagiyah, he will he will not be able to compare to the person who his whole life practiced Yagiyah but has a bad head. The person that practices Yagiyah when it comes to Seichal will be in a lot higher level than the person who was born natural good head. But The reason is ki, why does Yagiyah make a person come to such a and why does seichel come to the idea specifically? Why? Kikol seichel goli seichel. Any in revealed intellectual idea, any revealed logic, always comes from above, above intellect. When we're coming, when we're talking about intellect. It's not that this concept which you just apprehended, you just comprehended. It was here beforehand, and now, and I just, I just revealed it to myself. I just got it. That's not the. That's not how it works in the world, in the realm of seichel, in the world of intellect when you understand something when you understand a novel idea when you grasp an intellectual logic it's, it's like it's coming from above above intellect into intellect this was not within your realm of understanding at all and all of a sudden, boom it popped into your intellect so you're, you have to access above Seichel in order to bring something above Seichel into Seichel 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 the, in, the revealed logic which you get in your brain, that is something which exists. And something which is you don't understand yet, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in the realm of a revealed revealed um, existence of intellect. So anything which you don't understand, it doesn't exist yet in the realm of Seichel. And therefore, you have to, your job is to bring it down from the ene the Metzius to the Metzius, from something which doesn't exist yet to the world of existence. Even though this, this, this logic exists within the world, but within your brain, it doesn't exist yet. And, and the process of, of understanding this means that you're bringing something which is in the realm of not existing in your reality into a realm of existing within your brain. Anything which is coming from not existing to existing must be through yigiya, through toil, through exertion. That's just a khalal. If you want to bring something from above existing to existing, to in your mind, which is a huge gap you have to to bridge that gap has to come through exertion obviously unless you're a that the creation of yes is, is uh, and therefore only through Yagia, through true toil and exertion can you come to very very sublime high levels in intellectual comprehension because this is the whole realm of intellect it's you have to you have to get things access the above sechel and bring it into sechel, something which doesn't exist to an existence and therefore that only comes through yegiya, and therefore somebody who who really practices yegiya will be at a higher level of vodamah than somebody who was born with a good head so therefore conclusion is that learning which we say please Hashem have mercy on us and, and, and teach us there's two opposite um, realities to opposite realms, because Limud, we just proved, comes through idea through exertion, through toil. Whereas the idea of of mercy, of favor, This is the idea of mercy which comes upon a person because he is found favorable in the eyes of Hashem or in the eyes of people. So what's the idea of Ch'in? This, a, a, this is a spiritual idea. And being that it's spiritual, abstract, it's not dependent on the person, the physical, um, coarse person to do this, it's something spiritual it's from the spiritual realms. Ch'nina, the mercy which comes on a person because he is found favorable by Hashem or by pe- or by people are going to say, This is something spiritual which we, we cannot, we don't have so much of a say in. Even though when a person acts in a good conduct in a favorable way, so therefore he automatically finds favor in the eyes of people, which seemingly that's so that shows us that no, that. This idea of finding favor is something dependent upon the way we act. This is not truly the idea of chen, actually. Chen is a spiritual idea which we don't have so much of a say in. This, when you act good and people, you your moitze chen bein people find you favorable, that's real, That's a different idea. It's called ruach ebries Nechemenu. that the people basically are fond, are fond of you. You mix well so, sociably because you're a good person you act well you have a good temperament etc but that's not the idea of we're talking about here this is not the true idea of finding favor which the true idea of chayin is something spiritual abstract above the realm of the person to grasp and to bring down this is something which you you are favored from above you get from above from above, not, not that you earned it, not that you worked to bring it down, not that you, because you acted a certain way, therefore people found you favorable. No, this is a spiritual idea which only Hashem can give you. The person's part here in getting the chen is not that he directly brings it down upon himself, but he has to get rid from inside of himself anything which will which will hold back the, um, the resting of this chen onto the person meaning Hashem will give it to you from above, but if you're not a keli for it, if you're full of things which are opposite of spirituality and opposite of this idea of chen, it's not going to be able to rest upon you even if Hashem wants to give it to you from above. So that's our job, but it's not that you, you do not have so much of a say in how to draw down this chain. But the the actual idea of the chain, the chen itself, the favor, is actually something which is a gift from above, from Hashem, not something which you can pull down. You, you can make yourself into a proper keli to be able to receive that but you can't pull it down not so much dependent on a person's service so what do we see from this that limud which comes to the gear which you're specifically the person's toil and exertion and cheim which is something which is only a gift from above which you have no say in very little say in these are opposite opposite thrusts opposite ideas but from the wording that we say in the Berchus Kanishma we say so too just like you were merciful and you taught our forefathers so too have mercy on us Find favor in us and teach us, Mashma. It's implied from that signain, the fact that it just juxtaposes them right next to each other. Um, not only are they relative, do they relate to each other? Do they have a connection to each other? These two ideas of of chenina and libut. All the more so, they come in this order specifically. First, you have the chen, which comes from above. Then you can have the libut, which comes from the yigir. So we have to understand what is this idea of, of limud, which is an opposite thrust of chenina, but it comes specifically after the chenina, after the finding favor. And from, that, from the sign, the fact that it words it in this way, without any basically without saying and then saying v'gam There's no stop. It's just a direct But that's These are things which are deeply connected and related to each other. And they come specifically in this order. If you have the mitziah schen, you find favor from above, this gift of chenina from above, then automatically you can come to the limut, the yagiyah, which are opposite thrusts, opposite ideas like we just said. So what is this idea of limut which comes through and after the chenina? Stop there at the end of page 42.